0: Well, hello! Today is Tuesday, May 5th. It's a beautiful day in the state of South Carolina, and I'm here with Joseph Nguyen. He's going to actually say his last name because I always mess it up whenever I'm with him.
1: Hello, my name is Joseph Nguyen.
0: See? I didn't even say it right. And how long have I known you? For like, what, four years?
1: Yeah, looks like four years. <laughs> right in my calendar. This is it.
0: I met Joseph at a place called Conceptual Arts, it was a circus gym, and he was climbing these sheets and twirling around and jumping on this huge trampoline, doing these massive flips and just climbing bars and just flying everywhere. It was amazing. And I was like, he's going to be my friend.
1: That's, that's <laughs> right. She said it and was like, okay, let's just do it
0: so from there we had a wonderful relationship Um, today we are actually gonna be talking about social health and I asked Joseph to come because Joseph not only is a performer but Joseph um, since I've met him he actually has become a real estate um, agent and he also started a lawn company with a friend of ours right yes that's right
1: we own a lawn care landscaping company lawn care of Myrtle Beach
0: And so knowing Joseph, we've been on some fun adventures. And I recently, probably what, last year, like we, he was like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, where are we going? He's like, you'll see. And he took me door to door like a salesman (laughs) For, for, for his lawn business and would just go up to people and start a conversation and they would invite us in the house. And like, he is just like. You're so amazing with people. That's why I had to get you on here because I love the way that you're just, you make people feel at ease. You made me feel at ease right away. And you're good. yeah, so he's talented and just, and has got an enthusiasm for life. And he is a reflection of just somebody that everybody's like, hey, I want to be his friend because you're just so welcoming. So that's why I wanted you on here. I try. <laughs> you more than try. You're just like, Hey. and I wanted to ask you questions like what do you think got you there? What do you think got you to the point where it made it you're just like willing to do go up to anybody and start talking to them?
1: Well there was a point in my life where I was very shy didn't know how to talk to anyone and didn't know how to start a conversation and it when I reflected back it just boiled down to everything is up to me if they didn't want to talk to me, that's fine. But I'll, if I was the one starting the conversation and they showed the same reciprocation, then then the conversation would be started. After my cruise ship job, I wanted a job in sales and marketing because with any business, that's, what, that's the main drive of any business, sales and marketing. So I took up a job in selling solar and I remember hearing that if you can sell
0: solar panels. <laughs> if you can
1: sell solar panels <laughs> and tell people, hey look, you can get free energy and they would spend a lot of money on it, then you can basically talk to them about anything. So I wanted to get my fear of starting conversations by just going door to door and knocking and saying, hi, my name is Joseph with Accelerate Solar. And I would literally stand there and wait for their reaction.
0: (laughs) That takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of guts to just, like, knock on some random person's door that you don't know. Because nowadays, nobody even likes to answer the door anymore, I think. Right. Like, I don't know what the whole coronavirus going on. That's kind of crazy. It's changed a lot for people. They're, like, more friendly, I think, people away because they're not going to their typical day-to-day routine where they're going to an office and seeing the regular people that they talk to, so people kind of more so like, oh, hi, yeah. <laughs> more willing to talk to right now, but but before all this, it, it was some, quite something to, like, that is, like, in this day and age, most people are, like, just texting, and people don't even like to talk on their phones anymore, I feel like, but I feel like this is kind of, like, changing things right now, but before all this, like I was saying, when you were going door-to-door, that's something different that a lot of people don't do anymore. I mean, except for maybe Mormons. What do you think? <laughs> Actually,
1: door-to-door is a very popular style of marketing. Really? And you people don't know this, but it's, it's really word-of-mouth and door-to-door is what gets the information out one of the quickest ways.
0: And they can see you.
1: Yeah. When people, when people watch something on TV, they either put it in the back of their mind or you have to run it enough time to get it subliminally messaged in your mind. Mm -hmm. When you go door to door, someone's right in front of you, someone's talking to you, and they're either driving the point down your throat and you're saying, well, this person has all the answers or can come back and give me all the answers and what he's, what this person is saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So... I'm gonna give this person a chance to prove themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: And when I started my lawn company, my partner, I, we were, we were in Myrtle Beach's neighborhood, the Bluffs, and we were supposed to cut a lawn that day and we ended up going door to door, putting our flyers up and people, there were a lot of people out and there were a lot of people who didn't answer the door and that's okay, you win some, you lose some.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what you learn in marketing you can't get them all and I sort of started knocking and knocking a lot of people were saying oh okay well you do lawn care why don't you give me an estimate give me a quote Mm -hmm. and that really just breaks down the barrier of of being shy nervous like okay you've already talked to this one person you kind of have an answer for this person next time they ask someone else to ask the same thing Mm -hmm. you know what to say yeah so it kind of puts you at ease gets that repetition in of just talking and of just talking and giving information to people.
0: Yeah. And another thing I believe is with social health, a lot of people like it's not so much maybe just giving the information, but a lot of it is like 50% or more could be just listening. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think about that? Because I know when I'm with you, like when we hang out and stuff, you always listen and then not only do you listen but you actually give feedback of what I've been saying and shows that you were listening which is huge in relationships. Right. I think
1: I I believe listening is a great part a big part of conversation when (laughs) because when I was learning to start conversations I actually youtube I youtube and research a lot as with anything I do in this in this life I, I've always researched my way into some kind of subject yeah and the art of conversation the art of talking has always been a big interest of mine and it's instead of talking really a lot of times what research has come up with is don't talk so much yeah you really want to just hear what that person has to say and then reflect back on what they said and ask a question on what they just told you
0: yeah
1: that way you're never going to be the one who has to talk yeah and you're going to seem more interesting because the person across from you that you're talking to has given so much information they feel like they have to reciprocate yeah they have to say oh wow this person knows so much about me already, and I know nothing about them.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that can't happen. <laughs> it's like, I got to know something about this person, too. Yeah. So that's a give and take in relationships and, you know, in conversations. Yeah.
0: Remember that time we were went for a walk on the beach or something, and we were leaving the beach and there was this couple and I don't know how we began a conversation with them but you were just end up talking to them then you had a new client and prospect and then I had some new friends cuz the girl was taking down my number That's <laughs> they invited right. us to a party and we're like oh okay and like we literally just had new friends and clients remember that
1: I remember that I actually <laughs> do remember that they were they were living off of Carolina Forest and
0: a neighborhood like yeah
1: in the neighborhood in Myrtle Beach and I saw their bikes and I was first thing first you make some kind of comment about their bikes or what they're doing yeah and then my go-to question from for everyone is where you from Mm -hmm. because everyone's especially Myrtle Beach everyone is from a different place yeah no one is exactly born in Myrtle Beach these days.
0: Yeah, there's a good handful, but you gotta kinda...
1: There's a good handful, you gotta huge, go find them. But
0: it's a huge pot, a melting pot of yeah. other places, you're correct. Everyone's
1: from up north, everyone's from the <laughs> Russia. From the west. I was like, oh, okay. So I've always found it interesting to find where people are from, and then make a comment on that part, and yeah. what my main questions are usually is, where are you from? Oh, what do you guys do? What brought you down here? So on so forth, and then from that I take whatever they say, mm-hmm. and I put it in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like um, I always heard, what is it? I can't remember the old saying, but something about how you give a compliment. I mean, or you, you win something better. It's sweeter than, you know, you know that saying. What is that saying? I can't think of it right now. You know. It's, it's, it's lost su- to me. Or oh, something about honey is sweeter. when you put honey in, you know, something like that. I can't remember. I shouldn't have mentioned that. But anyway. (laughs)
1: We'll find that quote later, guys.
0: (laughs) But usually, like, when you compliment someone it opens up a door like I even remember I I, read, I can't remember what book it was from but I read something about like when a, and I used to practice it when I'd stand in line at the store and I'd be like oh I love your shoes or you know you just uh. say you point something out and the person or like somebody's being distracted or they're in a bad mood you tell they're like a sourpuss face or something and then I'd be like oh what a beautiful brooch or oh, I like your glasses or you always point something out and somebody else, and be like, oh, I love that. And people are like, oh, and they just start talking. They're like, oh, I get it at this, and it was this much, and then they just start going on, and I love it, and then they have some story that goes with it about their mom, or their dad, or their sister, or their kid, or, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, and then you can just literally begin a conversation from that, and it it can make it so easy, and I've seen you do that. So, I do wanna ask you something. What were you gonna say? You were gonna say something.
1: No, I was just gonna say that when when someone say say you're walking around the mall and let's, let's say you're in a bad mood and you don't want to be talked to that day what it usually takes for someone to break down your barriers mm-hmm. is a little surprise yeah and that surprise could be like oh you love your shoes today well you didn't know that you put on your best shoes today yeah. you probably put on your worst shoes and you just thought oh I'm going out looking like this. Yeah. When someone else comes up and says, Oh, I love your shoes today, they look great. That kind of gives you a little shock that that takes you back a bit.
0: Yeah, it throws you off.
1: And then your berries come down because yeah. you were you were all the way your barrier was all the way up like I'm not even gonna look at I'm not even look at anyone in the face.
0: Yeah.
1: So that brings them that brings you to the surprise and next thing you know, they're in there, your barriers are down, and they start talking to you. Yeah.
0: I like that you said the barriers are down. Yeah. That's cool. Because we do. We put barriers up as humans. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't mean to, but we just do because, like, being hurt and whatever else is going on in your life, it doesn't have to necessarily be a relationship you're hurt in. It could be, like, your finances or, you know, your physical health or something's not... You're not you're feeling your best that day, right? And like, and but when somebody can help you bring those barriers down, mm-hmm. then you can start to enjoy and live again, really, you know? Yeah. To the fullness and openness that there is.
1: And that's what it really is. You got to be open in life. You got to be open to opportunities. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I wanted to ask you about: um, Were there any obstacles you feel like at a young age that maybe helped build you up to be like? Understand hey, let me get rid of this fear more like you were talking about in the beginning you said you were letting go of the fear by um, Selling solar panel was there anything at a younger age that you had to deal with and is a an obstacle? You've told me before and I'm trying to stir that up in you <laughs>
1: Okay, Well growing up. I was a fat Asian kid it was, Which is
0: hard to believe because if you boy. see Joseph he is like fitness Phenomenal, man. You are just trim and, I mean, chiseled. When I met Joseph, chiseled.
1: Oh, and now I guess I'm less chiseled. No,
0: you're still <laughs> chiseled. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, like, it just throws you off because, you know, when somebody says, Oh, I was a fat kid, and I'm like, What? No, you weren't.
1: <laughs> Super fat. I, I remember looking down. I couldn't see my toes. And it, <laughs> Some days when my brother makes fun of me out of nowhere, I was like, Oh, I would get really hurt. And... I remember when I was a, uh, when I was growing up. I was in fifth grade. I can remember this day. I was in fifth grade. I was sitting to, right next to the girl I liked, and I said, "Oh, I like you." And next yeah. thing you know, she says, "Oh, I don't like you that way," and it really hurt me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Your first heartbreak.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Where. I was like, "God dang, you're just a crush," it's like, and you hurt me so bad. Aww. And that kind of made me not want to tell. Any girls that like them? Yeah. I was I was just like never mind. I'm not going to tell anyone I like them anymore. <laughs> Don't want to feel like this. It's like let's move on. <laughs> and I mean she still was my crush till all the way up till 8th grade. I was like, "Oh. It's like, I "Hope you're doing good." <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a fat Asian kid, it was hard because I thought she didn't like me because of my physical physical parents and it really it really drove me deeper and deeper into uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wear a hoodie I'm gonna try to hide my I'm trying to hide my fatness I really don't want to show it off I don't want anyone to see me that way and I was like okay and it took me till sophomore year of high school where I really wanted to change my appearance back then my parents were trying to Uh, as Asian tiger parents they wanted me to be the best as in best as in health wise physical appearance wise and my grades so my grades were my grades were good good and up there so but my my physical appearance wise I was just a fat kid so they took all advice from their relatives and they said, oh, you, you can't let them eat this. You gotta make them work out. And I was just a kid. I didn't know what working out was. <laughs> I just knew to run around outside and play whatever I wanted to play and what was fun. Yeah. And they just kept forcing me to do these things. I was like, like walk a treadmill for 30 minutes before I could eat dinner. And
0: as a kid, you're like, what? This and, is boring.
1: And I was really angry. I was mad and angry and sad. I was like, I just want to eat <laughs> and when I was a kid I would eat a lot because my mom would always say you want to eat some more I was like sure And she put another bowl in front of me like a big bowl too it wasn't just a small bowl oh. so I just kept on eating yeah. and I would finish my brother's food like it, it didn't matter my parents were like don't waste any food so I just kept on eating I was like okay this is what I'm supposed to do yeah and when I grew up sophomore year of high school I was doing martial arts and it wasn't really, it wasn't really giving me the shape I wanted. I wasn't losing any weights. I was like, okay. For Christmas that year, my parents gave me some money. I was like, here, buy whatever you want to buy for Christmas. That's how my parents usually are. Uh And I went to Sports Authority when Sports Authority was around and I bought myself a weight set. And from then on out, every day I would lift some, I would lift weight. I would try to get muscular. At first, it was weird looking on me. My muscles weren't pronounced yet. I was still fat, but I just kept progressing and progressing. And by senior year, I just saw massive change. I remember wearing my jeans in California and I said, wow, I need to get new jeans. Yeah. Like my belt was overlapping twice. I was like, what is going on?
0: Nice. Yeah. That's, like, so funny because you're, like, talking about your mom putting another bowl in front of you and you just eat. And then I think you're, like, the same way (laughs) because, like, you you don't have a fat body at all. But (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I've seen you eat and you love food. And, like, I'm the same. I love food. And, like, but Joseph, you always, he'll finish off if I don't finish it for me. (laughs) And now I think you've like trained your metabolism to like not have to worry about that ever.
1: That's that's why I try to work out every day. Or if I'm not if I'm not working out, I either work in the yard someone's yard because of my landscaping company. Yesterday it was so hot I was working and we barely ate and I was like, It's okay. It's like yeah. I'll eat when I get home, but it's like but I'm working out, don't worry. It's hot out here. I'm sweating. That's
0: awesome. Well, I just wanna say that um you're impressive. And Thank you. And before we end the podcast, um, is there a book that you've been reading lately or anything that you want to recommend for like social health or just any book like that you like?
1: I love the book Happiness Advantage by Sean Akers. Yeah. He was studying psychology in Harvard, Harvard Yale, yeah, or one of those two Ivy schools. and he was just always caught on the fact of all these outliers in psychological studies Mm -hmm. like why are these people happier than the others why aren't we studying their habits so he wrote a book on how to really get yourself out there how to make turn your life around and see the happier side of this world rather than oh depression will take these drugs oh you're just average you're doing well no let's be above the average line and progress to a better state Mm
0: -hmm. he wrote another book too i think right
1: he did i've
0: read that one and i can't remember the name of it but i remember i saw him in person which phenomenal it was so good and he was talking about um the story will always stick out to me. He said he was um, fighting with his sister. They used to have share room in That's a bunk right. bed. You know the story, I, right? I know that. And they were sharing um, a bunk, which I think siblings kind of help you be a little bit more socially apt too, like mm-hmm. adaptable. They're like, cause you you're forced. To be right. with someone. But him and his sister, Sean, used to share a room and um, they get in some kind of fight or something, and she falls off of the second story bunk or he pushes her or something. She breaks her arm, but he manages to make fun of her and make her start laughing, so she wasn't in intense pain.
1: So the story goes, he You know better than I do. (laughs) Right, I remember watching this on YouTube, and I was like, oh wow, that's a great way to divert attention. So him and his sister, as an older brother, he's playing games with his sister. Okay. His mom's asleep. His mom says, hey, don't make any noise, I'm gonna take a little nap. It's like okay. So him and his sister are playing, and of course, he chooses his game. He wants to play war. So <laughs> he plays war with all his toy soldiers and against her army of unicorns. <laughs> and awesome. they're playing, they're playing, they're they get a little rough and she falls off on her, her hand, she lands on her hands and knees off the highest bed. Uh-huh and she looks like she's about to cry and scream her head off. And
0: she didn't want her to make a
1: And he looks at her and he says, whoa, 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 look, did you see what happened? She totally, her, her mind totally changed and she looked up and she was giving him a questioning look and he says, look, you've become what you've always wanted. You're a unicorn. Cause no one else can land like that, only unicorns can. You've changed into a unicorn. And she was so happy. She started prancing around like a unicorn on but her. But she did break something. Didn't she, she like I hurt believe,
0: herself. Yeah, really I believe. Yeah, I believe she hurt
1: herself. Well, <laughs> I don't remember if she broke <laughs> anything, but she hurt herself pretty bad. But she was prancing around like a unicorn. She didn't care anymore. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's been a joy always that. Here in time with you today and joseph i appreciate you coming um this is the five pillars of health with C adams and my guest joseph one of my besties and uh, on social health and if you want to take advantage of some social positivity check out the happiness advantage by sean Anker. did i say it right anchors there's no s is there oh Anker. <laughs> check it out (laughs) and choose to be happy see you guys on or not see you excuse me I'll speak with you guys on Friday we're going to be talking about financial health with one of my friends his name is John um, Fine Hodge and he owns a bunch of properties in Raleigh North Carolina and rents them out and he also has another job and we're going to find out more about that on Friday